Welcome Black. Welcome Black. <laughs> you are listening to the Seeds of Revolution, Daughters of the Whirlwind Podcast. Where we discuss legacy, history, resistance, and forward movement. The revolution is live. Hey. <laughs> What's Greetings. Up, y'all? Hey. Greetings. Hey. hey. From the most high. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dr. Asante Wasuni Ali. I am Aisha T. Obafemi. And I am Princess Madaya. Fuata Yisrael. Ooh, Princess Madaya, you got a little coat? Uh, a little something, a little congestion. It's a little, it's, 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 something it's, it's to come stuff on. in the air. It's in the air. It's in the air. It's definitely in the air. I'm doing everything to push it. And away. not in just this state. Oh, yeah. When it's I was everywhere. in Vegas, people were telling me that people were calling them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't come out. I can't do this. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm not feeling well. I, I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's something going Those around for sure. D.C. just put out another um, air pollution type warning. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Every so often they put them out, letting people know if you got asthma or bronchitis, certain, you know, breathing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Respiratory issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you should uh, stay inside or do whatever you're supposed to right. do. Limit wow. your time outdoors. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's serious out there, y'all. Serious. Very, very. So Take please care. be careful. Yes. yes. Do all your home remedies. Yes. yes. I have been home remedied out. Me too. I'm like, okay. Yeah, doing all the things that mommy used to do. We on this mullet <laughs> tea right now. Yes. yes. Garlic, yes. honey, Garlic, onion yeah. concoction. I had me a good clove of garlic this morning. Yeah. <laughs> honey. Exactly. You got to just yeah. do it. Yeah. Doing it with all the uh, the children, too, the babies. Oh, yeah. yeah you have to. Yeah. Just fortify their to. immune system. Absolutely. And that's really all we can count on. Yeah. Like, it's really it's the home remedies our, because yeah. there's so many viruses out. Yep. You know, and we and don't know what we fight. Exactly. Right. Even, you know, I spoke with a doctor recently and they were like, we can't even keep track. Yeah, and they don't have names for it. They don't have names for them. But that that just shows you how much is just being put out there. (laughs) Absolutely. And they're not not even telling the medical field, pretty Mm -hmm. much. They're just Mm -hmm. out there experimenting in the world, dropping Mm -hmm. stuff, seeing what And what they do know is that the symptoms linger a lot longer than your average cold. So maybe like, you know, a month or two months. And what do you think that does to your body? Exactly. Something lingering in your system that Mm -hmm. you don't even know what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so definitely. That's why we have to do our part to extract it out. Definitely um, keep extracting it out your system as much as possible. Yes. Yeah. So, So yeah, take care. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like, take care. Take care. So in all the ways. Exactly. Yeah. Holistic. Yes. And, um, yeah, it aligns with, you know, what we're talking about today, another way of taking care of yourself. And and if you all have realized, we have a theme here. Yes. This entire season has been about taking good care of yourself. Yeah. You know, mentally, physically, physically, psychologically. Yeah. Yes. Financially. In all the ways. (laughs) Yes. All the ways. Yes. So. And today we're going to focus on joy. Yes. Joy and pain. I like sunshine <laughs> and rain. <laughs> Bring it to me, y'all. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're going to read, well, I'm going to read a short bio okay. on our guest. Yes. Grace Harry is an artist, entrepreneur, 
creative muse, pleasure instigator, and speaker. After an illustrious 30-year career in entertainment, Grace, the joy strategist, found her calling leading what she calls the revolution of joy. Through her popular Playdate community, Play With Grace, she helps everyday people welcome joy back into their lives. Her work has been featured in the New York Times, Hello Giggles, Vogue Online, The Times UK, The London Evening Standard, and many more. So, not only is she all of the things that I just read, she is also one of my starting five, the lineup, as I am one of hers. So, without further ado, we welcome Grace Harry. Hey, Grace. Hey, Grace. Thank you so much also for having me and for your patience with me, technology, fun morning, and um, I just couldn't be more excited to have this particular conversation. We are, too. Super excited. So happy to have you. Hi. I was intrigued by that, what you said, Aisha. Her bio? Yeah, the... um, it was what? What does it say? The, the pleasure, pleasure instigator. instigator. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Instigating pleasure. I like that. I like that. Absolutely. So, despite your tech issues, how are you, Grace? I'm so blessed. I just, you know, I've had a beautiful weekend and just grateful to be here. And as you both know, nothing turns me on more than creative public. I can talk. I'm so excited creative collaboration with people I love. So being on your podcast, you two, is just so much, it's like grown-up playdates. You know, we get to have these beautiful conversations that impact people's hearts with people that we love deeply and support each other in real life. I mean, what could I, be, what could I complain about? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So I think that's a pleasure instigator. I'm sorry, just you said that before. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's yeah. that... Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, if you surround yourself, as Aisha said, with starting five, they, they give you real shit when you need to hear it, but they also really elevate you like a soulmate would. You know, mm, let yes. me come in my conversation. Let me elevate you. Let me support what your dreams are. Um, and that's really what I say is a pleasure instigator. Okay. Mm. Nice. Yeah, thank nice. you for that definition. <laughs> People <laughs> right. need to hear that. So y'all, right. so go I hope y'all are listening. Instigators of I was going right. to say, yeah, we can all be pleasure yeah. instigators. That's Let's right. Do this. Let's do we this. need to all do that. Strive for that anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about this book that was just released recently, The Joy Strategist. Yes, perfect. And you know, I mean, you do, it's fun to talk to you both because you do know that I just found myself in the most aspirational kind of version of a life, not for everyone, but, you know, kind of a version of an American dream that in the last, I love that quote from Andy Warhol, where he says, in the future, everyone will have their 15 minutes. So in that reality, I was living like the dream of the 15-minute generation and um, not happy, not feeling good, not able to access what I actually wanted, what I actually felt, being a like people pleaser, fear of rejectionite. And I, and it's, Simple and basic as it sounds, having to realize that I wasn't living from my heart, that I, even though we romanticize that and all our media says that we're all about our heart, we're not. We're all living lives defending pain, and I was too. Mm-hmm. I just found a, a big, deep cover. And when I realized it was as simple as taking myself back to le- leaning into the true joy strategist, which is your heart, mm-hmm. everyone has one. We have a GPS. You know, we've all had that moment where we've been in a car with someone or Uber and they're telling you this is the address, and you're like, this is my childhood home, this is not the address. Mm. And they trust the GPS so much 
but we don't, and we have one. But we've been taught to defend against pain, and so writing this has been a journey for my own self, how to, how to not defend against pain, how to be brave enough or courageous enough, like what the origin of that word is for the heart, courage, to live in my dream, no matter what it looked like to people, no matter what it sounded like. Um, and when I got tickled by that, I called my, one of my main members of my starting five, the person who not only has married me to one of my husbands, but has been like the don't, ju- don't jump off the ledge friend for so long and say, is this crazy? Is this seems so simple? Is this something the world would need at a time where real shit was going on? You know, mm-hmm. it was like, it was the middle of the pandemic, the beginning, and, and we were having all the issues with police and brutality and, just everything, kind of just the beginning of where we are now. Mm-hmm. And it really hit me talking to you, Aisha, that this was profound. And this was something that that simple message would be needed in your intuition so much more in the coming as, more, as, it, as life got more complicated. Yes. And at the very least, I thought I would love people who don't really understand me in my family or my friend group to really understand my heart in a way that I could communicate in a language that sounds good to me. So I created this book as a lyrical essay so that everybody could figure out that they don't need an intermediary to talk to their version of source mm-hmm. or heart or whatever God is of your understanding. And even in my friends, you and all of you who read the book and supported it and gave me very real advice, it felt like such an incredible mission of so many people coming together for the idea that we can have pleasure. We can have a life full, full of joy if we choose to create it that way. So there's the book. It was born and it's here and... It's inspired these great conversations. Yes, absolutely. And there's an audio version as well um, for folks out there who are interested. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the honor of listening to the audio version. um, And it was just, it it was a joy. Like it was, um, to use one of your words that you you use a lot, Grace, delicious. (laughs) Um, It was really great just to hear your voice. Um, Your voice is so soothing and empowering. Um, so I'm glad that you, you know, have that iteration of the book as well um, for those people who, you know, enjoy audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. You know, yes. I really didn't thank want to you. do that. I didn't like my voice to sound smoky and Amir really pushed for that. Yeah. So thank you for the first per- people to tell me, you know, you don't know how it felt. I was nervous reading. So yeah. I, I'm so grateful that you, that you listened to it and that felt it through my, through all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't sense any of that at all. And, yeah, the smokiness was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Why do I like we not it. like our voices sometimes? Right. I feel yeah. like sometimes I don't like hearing my voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's weird. What is, what is that? Because we I sound think different to ourselves. Kids or also, in this country, in this, in this world specifically, we get media that there's a certain voice as a woman, there's a certain voice as mm. a... I think things play into that. Yeah, so many things. Yeah. yeah. I I love your laugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> right, Thank you. You're biased. You're biased. I was about to say, there it is. You're there biased. But no, and I feel like just watching like the rollout of the book, you know, and you know, all of the people who were posting it and your your talk about having your book signing right near your home, the one that you had in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. How did that feel? Well, as you both know, I love to read. And it's so funny. I've made a joke recently somewhere. I'm sure it was in bad taste, but I was saying, like, I just feel, like, so comfortable and settled in, in where I feel now. But I also, I think it's a, it's a world where it's okay to be whatever version of yourself. 
And so it was interesting to me to be a, like a secret nerd as a kid <laughs> and know that wasn't the desired way to be popular or social or whatever the striving was at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was very ironic that a place near where I would go to a library and spend a lot of time and dive into different worlds. And I, again, I, this book was so amazing to me because I, I, I think I thought that I was going to make a book and then prove that I wasn't a loser. I wasn't mm-hmm. an ex of somebody still doing something. I'm, you know, people leave the music industry and they think you just disappear because why, where, where else would you be? Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. I came into it so grateful, so proud. And I think I'm so happy that you, you asked me that because the highlight was when they offered to have it there at the Barnes & Noble. I was shocked. It's a big store that they mm-hmm. want to do it. That was so exciting. And they said you can have a Q&A. And there was no question that it was my daughter had to do the Q&A. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, excuse me, because although I was so excited to be doing it myself and so supported by my friends and so grateful and proud that everybody came out to support and it was beautiful. But mostly I was just staring at this being that came out of my body that was just amazing and so comfortable and asking me questions. And it just, it was, it was such a gift on all levels, I have to say. Hmm. Just, I felt so proud of myself for, for, for things that really mattered to me. As and you should. Me, I, yeah. I was what did you say? I said, as you should. That's what it's all about. Like, you, you, you did this. You put your heart and your soul into it. And, you know, because I had been there with you, you know, for the whole process and knowing what it took, the, the time you had to take, you know, hiding yourself away so that you could just focus on getting it done and, and doing all of the things, missing out on certain things, because this was important. And it was important for you to get it done and get it finished. So to see that and then to have... Your firstborn, you know, actually talk to you and ask you questions. I know that that had to have, you know, just given you such a great feeling of accomplishment. I mean, I, again, talking to you two is so different because we, we have such an intimate relationship on my 5,000 levels, right? The three of us. <laughs> so, but what we also share is that we're mothers. And, you know, people get upset when I say that because, yes, it's a gift and a privilege. Not everybody chooses it. Not everyone is able. Mm-hmm. But we've all birthed something, you know, yes. a business, an idea, a, a lifestyle, a change in ourselves. And um, so to see that actually, you know, in its own reality, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, people, it was just, it was magical. And also both of you understand the legacy because you also come from a family who really supports you being the versions of yourself, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a gift in itself. It's a big part of why people don't lean into their heart. It is. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say that you had, you had uh, multiple babies there, right? You had your biological baby and then the book baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I love that you said that, you know, you had that notion just for a little bit of like proving to folks like, Hey, I'm still doing something, you know, I'm worthy. Um, mm. and, and I think we all go through that. Um, and, you know, in fact, I personally had that feeling in terms of writing, you know, an academic text and I'm, you know, still going right. through the process of what that looks like or if it's going to look at all, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, um, right. but one of the things that you say, um, in the book is that joy is as important as food and air, can you can you talk about that? Why is joy as important as food and air? Yes, and it's a, it's, look, I'm getting chills. It's a big, it's a big, it's a big uh, Corona statement, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. the truth is that we're seeing more than ever from the pandemic. We had more hope in the beginning because we'd never had that experience. 
Mm-hmm. But as more things pile on and more things pile on, for a world that's, of course, changing, I love to say, you know, you buy a new, you buy property or land or whatever, you create something new, and you have the first piece of pristine, and then you dig into it, you're building it, you can make muck, and then you, eventually you know you're going to have this great house or this great whatever you're building, but you're holding on to this blueprint, so you have hope all the time, like you can always go back and look at it. We're in a time now where that's difficult, like we don't know what we're looking at, and um, <clears throat> that makes people scared, and we're seeing mental health situations that we've never experienced at these levels before because we're living through so much uncertainty. And as humans, we crave certainty. So, of course, that's going at odds with our, our basic need to know we're safe. And mm. so in these moments, leaning into a permission, which a lot of us don't have, if you, you come here from a certain other place and you, you have a goal or you come to a religious institution or a family that has a very specific guideline, it's not even their fault. But mm-hmm. you're kind of creating this concept of living a life of should and not living a life of what I feel back to your heart. Um, so if we chose that, then we'd know that when you go on the airplane, you have to put your mask on first so someone else doesn't, <laughs> so that you have enough air in your lungs to help someone else put their mask on, like right. your child or mm-hmm. your partner. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that in our lives because we don't believe that we deserve that first. Mm. So if we have a mindset that joy, you know, it's a, it's a word that's in almost every spiritual text of the world, joy. Hmm. So it can't be something we're supposed to get a, a get away from. And if even certain religions and stuff have been co-opted for the business or the needs of the, of the of society at large, they push us to a, a thing of... We all have old people that would say, like, what do you feel for? Hmm. Versus what do you... And so that is a feel for is living your heart. Like, mm, and even if that sounds woo-woo, you've mm-hmm. been in a, a building that felt weird, you've been to a party, an event, an experience, you're like, ah, it's not for me. That's energy. Mm-hmm. So if we're the chief energy officers of our lives, we know that the most important thing is the energy we have in our bodies and how it impacts other people. Or if we're all talking about we're goddesses and gods and kings and queens, what do they do? They spend all day and night making sure that they were in a, an energetic resonant state. They bathed themselves in certain things. They, they, they talked to people and communed with nature because they knew their energy was contingent on the world being safe or trading with other communities so that you had to bring people in and know that you felt good enough to do business with or commerce or marry each other's children. You know, I'm, I'm going into a big topic. I'm going bigger, mm-hmm. but I want to just emphasize that we use all these buzzwords that we're, we can't actually manifest stuff mm-hmm. until we start fucking ourselves by having another story running underneath that you're not worthy and you don't deserve it. So I want to debunk that pleasure and joy. These are all, these are all luxuries and say they're essential mm-hmm. because if you wait in the morning, and the first thing you do is grab your phone, you're on someone else's ride. You all of a sudden are not the star of your own story. Mm. You're mm-hmm. someone else's reality, and so how can you access anything but sugar as the day goes on? You're looking for sweetness, you're looking for joy, you're looking for pleasure and things to satisfy you, mm-hmm. but you're not creating the foundation of the empire that is you. Mm-hmm. And so if you can just start your day for 30 seconds, just a little gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So what I'm really saying is that joy is an energy. It's a way of life. It's a concept about how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you, you know, how you treat, make sure that you are as taken care of as your child or your spouse or your lover, whatever motivates you to take better care of them than you do yourself. Mm-hmm. That comes from joy. Mm-hmm. And the last point about that is you'll see little kids, they're talking to you, you're having a serious conversation, they're twirling their legs or they're shaking or they're dancing. They're doing what they need to do to soothe themselves to feel comfortable enough to receive whatever they have to receive or shake off uncomfortableness. When do we lose that? 
Right. That was making joy our priority. Mm -hmm. So breath and eating food and getting dressed, they're all necessities. But if you put the clothes on and you eat the food and you still walk out and you're digesting hate or fear, you know what I'm saying? You're Mm -hmm. not living in a resonant energetic state to manifest the tracks and things you want in your life or even to just feel okay, Mm -hmm. to manage the next step of your day. Mm -hmm. I know it was long-winded. I just, there's a lot of things in that. No. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't long-winded at all. And I think it's necessary to to have such a thorough response because even as you were responding, I started thinking about all these other things, you know, that are at play when it comes to, you know, folks making that decision. Like you said, when they wake up, from the time you wake up in the morning, we are always looking to be distracted, you know, from our pain, from... You know, whatever it is that is bothering us or frustrating us. And so I think that's a big reason why folks, you know, from the time that they wake up, look for other things. Like, I don't want to be present to myself because if I am, then I'm going to be sad. Um, I guess, you know, because even listening to the book, too, and and you talking about, I think it was really brilliant how you talked about... um, folks who were enslaved, like Africans, enslaved Africans, and the psychology around that and the notion of like laying low and playing it small and um, and having fear be instilled in you, um, not just in, you know, you as a person, but like in your blood, in your blood memory, and then that gets passed down through generations. And so we're we're fighting against something really, really deep, you know, really entrenched. And so Mm. for our listeners, like what is, I know you said like start your day with music and you have, you know, a lot of things um, that you offer as tools, but for listeners, like what is one like bare minimum basic thing that they can do to start their day, which can hopefully have maybe a domino effect and impact them throughout the day? Because it does feel like such a heavy lift when we're not only dealing with our trauma, but the trauma of our mothers and our fathers and our grandparents and, you know, generations. Um, And I know that that's heavy, (laughs) but how do we, can we breathe it out? Can we, you know, dance it out? Like what is, what can that look like? Well, first of all, thank you for such a, just a full question, because I feel like you, you set up so well that there's, yes, we do have the perception that it's hard. And I want to start with that. Well, first, actually, I wanted to tell you something before I forget. There's this incredible book that everyone should, should listen to or read. Um, it's called The Sacred Yes. Mm-hmm. And it says, it's the, sub, the subline is, I am with you always. And it's uh, as revealed to by Reverend Dr. L. Johnson. I mean, this book is powerful, and she really gets into some very soft whys and some ways for us to look at a lot of those topics and to tangle them. And then I really want to invite everybody to, to think about the words we use around these things, like the way we feel things are hard, because those are ways that our brain who is seeking security and safety can keep us push up, push back, right? Like, for example, if our heart and our brain and our ego were little kids inside our body, and think about the old cartoons where they would put the angel and the devil on your shoulders, there is a concept that there's a duality of us. But we're taught in our world that we have to always feel good and every, achieve and be great. And we don't leave any room for the other side of us, which there's no way. There's nothing in nature that goes up and doesn't go down, right? Gravity, mm-hmm. water, everything. 
So we have to start to first be okay with however we're feeling. And we're taught that those are scary feelings, I think, because the brain comes in and makes things better. And the ego is a great hype person, so it's going to do whoever, help whoever's in charge. And we often, and I believe pre-verbally, we stop our hearts from being in charge. Mm. Because let's say that you're my mother, and Aisha's my baby, and I'm nursing her. And so we're nursing for three days now. She nurses every time she looks up in my eyes. We're in love. You know, all the hormones of love are all around, and we're feeling euphoric. She's, she feels that she's at the jackpot of a good life, cho- a good life choice, right? Mm-hmm. And as far as the, the animal we are in our boot camp, we have things that other animals don't have in that, you know, you're not coming out with some tools like walking, like a lot of animals. So you're very vulnerable as this new being coming. You need to secure the people who are feeding you and carrying you around, bathing you and stuff, because you're a fragile thing right now. And really, this is science. I'm saying it very, like Chris Hicks says, tell me like I'm sick. But Because yeah. I feel like that's a way, that's where how I learn anyway. That's where I am. Just, just explain to me real simple. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to really get everyone in the context so we can start giving ourselves permission to stop, right? Mm-hmm. Defining these things in a way that keeps us from them. So back to the story of Marissa and Aisha. <clears throat> so, now on the fourth day, you call me and you give me that bad news. I take my eyes away from Aisha's eyes. And now on her four days of life, she's freaking out. Mm. Because this love that she's feeling has been coming is the, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to her. Hmm. And so now on the fifth day, I'm nursing Aisha, and I'm now on the phone with you, and I'm saying, oh, it's so cute. She now pulls my elbow every time she nurses. You mm. know what that is? That's a performative love act now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's not pulling the love in because she's realizing, oh, in her six days, I now know I've got to keep this, this gravy train coming. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're like, this is so cute. So now, because without understanding, because she's preverbal, that heart thing now has a little ping to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so if I don't do this, this. And so maybe if, if, the, if Aisha's an oldest child, she's going to then become hypervigilant and taking care because she's learned quickly in her little file that she's now loaded in her brain and computer that if I don't kind of keep the love going, it may not come. So she might turn into a people pleaser mm-hmm. or a fear of rejectionite. And so we become adults and we start to morph. You know, we all have that relationship at first. You're just loving who you are. And then all of a sudden you don't recognize each other anymore because you've merged. Mm-hmm. But I believe that we do that with our four family. Mm-hmm. And if the first time that you do this, when you make a human, you're an amateur first, because no one who's not an amateur can apply the first time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so then you know they're making mistakes, and I believe that's so that we can start to really re- reorganize our relationship and our deal memos and our contracts with each other over and over as we evolve and grow. Mm-hmm. So why do I say all that? What can we do? We can realize that we don't need an intermediary to talk to our version of source. Mm-hmm. We actually know, like small children, the things that soothe us, the things that calm us down, not the things we make addiction, like food or lovers, or and that's not bad. But when you use something, as you said, to avoid a thing, whatever it is, is now an addiction. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. And the thing is not bad. It's just that we're clinging to something because we have the, the pre-verbal memory that when we lean into our heart, when we fall in love, when we trust, when we believe someone, it ends badly. That being communication from our heart is confrontation. Yeah. So. We, if you are going to invite me to work out and lose weight or whatever I want to do, and you have, you're inviting me to a boot camp, I would call you days later and brag, oh, my God, every time I sit in the toilet, my legs hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm complaining bragging because I know that has pain to it. Right. Mm-hmm. The word courage, the original root of it is the French word cur, which means heart. And the original meaning was the courage to tell the truth of my own heart. Mm-hmm. we got to get brave. 
Mm. We have to start doing things like calling Aisha and saying, I'm terrified. Mm -hmm. This book is my biggest dream. It's about to come out. And Eureka, I'm learning from my spiritual egoism that not everybody wants to hear this shit. Mm -hmm. It's okay with not everyone liking me. And not everyone receiving that. And you know what? That's my work. That's a trigger for me to So what do I do in that moment to take care of myself and self-soothe? The old me would have gotten a Starbucks latte. I would have been looking for sugar to feed my pancreas to feel safe, to bring some sweetness in so I don't feel like life is so frightening. Mm. But instead, I said, you know what? Let me look to the kids in my life because they're cleaner. Mm-hmm. Zero to seven, they don't have as much analytical mind until someone tells them they can't do something. So let me feel what they do. They play. Mm-hmm. And what do people do who really have amassed great wealth? They start to play. Mm-hmm. Because it's not until we let our heart become the boss, the joy strategist, really helping us feel what feels good and trusting that feeling, no matter how weird it looks or how complicated it feels, knowing that, you know, at 53 and now, I can see all those things coming back to be my big support. So what can you do if you're on the side of the road and you just don't know how your way to get back on the road? You can take three seconds. You can close your eyes. You can practice every day finding the last time. You could be one. It could have been 12, where you felt so good inside yourself that you were bragging about it. Mm. Remember those days you wanted to find someone because you felt you looked so good and you felt so good you wanted someone else to witness <laughs> Right. You're going to look at this. that moment and then live in it for two seconds. You're going to meditate in it. You're going to just sit in it, and you're going to say, okay, what was I doing in that moment? Oh, it was that song. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. And even if you have four husbands, seven kids, 25 mm-hmm. jobs, you can listen to that song while you're taking a shit, and it can remind you to breathe and go back into your body and be remembered that you're okay. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to listen to that song. And then you're going to do it for 30 days, so you're going to make it a habit. And you're going to realize that if you do that every morning when you're brushing your teeth, every single day you, you're going to elevate. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to realize that if you leave the house feeling good, you don't bring some joy snacks with you like you would food on a long trip. So you're going to then bring that song to the office. Right. Let's say your thing is, you know, drawing. I take a little book now everywhere I go. When I'm feeling social anxiety, which I do have, as you both know, people don't get that, mm-hmm. or I'm feeling whatever, I'll start to color. And it's funny. People come over. or I don't know where to, how to talk to someone. I'll start playing hangman. Things I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. If you love to play double dutch, if you love to ride a bike, if walking was your thing, if you love to water, you just have to start to put those things into your life. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be complicated. It could be a picture. It could be a, a video that you took when you were at the ocean that you look at every day. It could be just walking down the street and saying, thank you for that. Thank you for this. But making, that's why I say it's so essential that we just make joy a priority. Mm-hmm. Yes. We build it into the day just like we build in, you know? Right. Everything else. <laughs> yep. Right. So anyway, yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, about this. Um, hey, Grace, this is Afua. Um and so my question, well, this is Madaya, I'm sorry. My question is, what, um, can you describe the concept of Earth School? Yes. And um, everyone hold my hand with this one and stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> Afua, everyone hold my hand. <laughs> we got, got you. <laughs> Thank you. All I'm saying, and again, I really want everyone to understand, I am not anti-religious at all. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, though, is that if somebody decided that somebody was a spiritual person, human, a being, a god, and they took what they felt was gospel and they applied it to their lives, that's beautiful. You can do the same thing with nature, with anything. Mm-hmm. But sometimes <clears throat> when things get commodified, right, 
Yeah. They start to build a structure around how to keep that big thing going. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is that we stop being fact checkers of our own life. Mm. Does that feel right to me? Does that, that mm, mm, maybe there's something else. And that's how everything happens. We mm-hmm. all thought the world was flat once. Then we thought it was round. I mean, you know, now some people think it's flat. So mm-hmm. there is some truth to figuring out what we really believe for ourselves and holding that dear. So I believe <clears throat> that we are on a, a, on a planet, we're on, a, we're on Earth, to learn. This is the place you go to learn. This is the place where we get the experiences to transcend to whatever the next experience is. And that might sound woo-woo, or even to just be, or it could just be um, that this is a school. We're mm-hmm. coming here. And I say that because, again, you don't have to believe in other lives, other realms. But we've all had that moment where we went somewhere and we felt that we'd been there before. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you, you meet somebody and you instantly know them. Right? So just mm-hmm. meet whatever it is, whatever of God of your understanding, nature of understanding, spirituality. But we have a lot of hardships here. You know, as much as things are fantastic, they also are really challenging and really complicated. And as I, again, I'm 53, and we all on this phone have lived through things mm-hmm. and in our lives, everyone, that then became the gift mm-hmm. because you drop deeper. Like if every day was sunshine and rainbows and roses, we wouldn't move. Right? I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm on this beach. I'm getting fed for free. Aisha's sitting here. Everyone's here. We're having a party. We're but we have to be pushed to grow. Right. And I believe that that's what this is here. And if we could realize that every time something happens, back to that boot camp reality, it's not against us. It's not here to torture us. It's here to tickle us a little, push us a little bit, mm-hmm. open up more. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as Rumi says, you have to crack your heart open so it means to really find love, to really mm-hmm. be in love. Because it's not holding on or grasping. So I always laugh that I'm a super senior on this planet because I don't have a lot of traditional education, but I know a lot of things. I have a lot Mm -hmm. of, you know, the claryognosis, like a claircognizance, so I've learned to trust it. And yet I can see that I've experienced these things before, even getting married three times. I feel like there's an experience that I I, I keep, not failing, but having to dissect from different places to lean Mm -hmm. into myself, but ultimately it pushed me to write this book and fall deeply in love with myself. And I felt it of sorts. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by Earth School. If we can lean into that, it's not here against us. It's here to invite us in. Mm-hmm. There's things we learn in kindergarten that we still use. And there's things we learn in kindergarten that we don't need anymore. But we have to advance and learn that from a 10th grade perspective or a real life perspective with money. So if we could look at life that way, we wouldn't deem um, intimate conversations as hard work. We wouldn't be afraid to trust our hearts and try a new experience, travel to a new place or try a new food or or, or you date somebody that feels scary, or you'd speak up to someone that's really pushing our heart into a into a hiding place. Um, so that's what I why I say this is Earth School. Okay. No, I, I definitely like that concept, and definitely um, thank thank you for explaining your understanding of it because it relates. I can relate to what you're saying. You know, um, I for one, I, I've gone into you know the educational system on different times and. I haven't, I won't, I haven't graduated on, you know, according to them, but right. through the world and my own experiences in on this earth, yeah, earth school. So thank you and um, appreciate that. Appreciate it. Yes, I say. It's just so, y'all, you're bringing up things that I, people have not been asking me a lot. So this is really fun. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. You know, we were going to do the deep dive, man. <laughs> we, we like to I go deep. I was like, and we could go deeper, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was, I was skimming through the book, 
because I haven't completely completely read it yet. Um, Earth School stood out to me, and I was like, oh. And then Asante, mm-hmm. it had to be the the question. She's our executive producer over here. So. <laughs> and I said, oh, I, I had that question already in my head, so it was perfect. She knows I'm the, I'm the Earth one. <laughs> She's so, the earthy one. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, that's a perfect question for you. <laughs> and it's helpful because, you know, we all have our different, and, I, and again, that's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. I'm just really trying to tickle, the tickle pleasure part is yeah. inviting all of us to pick the things up yourself and mm-hmm. hold it upside down and open it up. And, right. you know, it's called a fork, but maybe that's not what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Right. And like that is where joy lies and the yes. imagination inside your heart. Yes, Being yes. able to, and also please read the book like an oracle. There's one of my favorite mm-hmm. books called The Genie. It's so dense that when I first saw it, I just put it near my bed for almost a year because it was so academic looking. Mm-hmm. And then I read it and it said, read it like an oracle. Mm-hmm. So opening up my book to, to any page, yeah. to any exercise. And you know, maybe that's a way to even start to train yourself to listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Say the name of that book again. I think you cut out a little bit. The last one or the, the mm-hmm. one I said before? The last one. The Gene Keys is by Richard Rudd. It's so good. Because what it does is it takes a lot of spiritual faith, and also it takes our body, because I really believe that our bodies are the the temple, and they really are the one vehicle we're going to have the rest of our days. We love our cars outside, but we don't really treat our our actual physical home as kindly as we we could for our optimal health. Like a lot of cultures believe your stomach is your second brain. Mm -hmm. So he puts out even to amino acids. You know, and how there's a connection between our, you know, our, our, our placements in the world and also what we ingest and, and you know, what, what different organs mean in terms of their toxicity and, and work for us to do even spiritually around that. So he goes very deep. Very deep. Uh, but those, those two books, The Sacred Yes by you know, Dr. Barbara and also Gene Fries, Richard Rudd, but it's big and it's dense. And so is my book as well. Open it up. Use it like an oracle. Feel into it. Even I suggested there's a woman who told me that she got a few of friends together. And they would just once a month, they would, you know, one person would lead and they'd do one of the exercises together. Mm. So there's so many ways to experience this and every other learning tool. You can gamify everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So true. Yes. I encourage folks to like start book clubs yeah. <laughs> or listening clubs, like however you want to yeah. do I it. Think because that's what we should do. Yeah. Daughters of the Whirlwind Book Club. Yeah, we definitely yep. can start it. Yeah. We definitely can start it. And we can start with the joy strategies. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like There's that. so many. Uh, and I know you just, you know, published this book. But even as I'm listening and as I was listening to the audio book, there are so many phrases. Like there's just right. so many nuggets that need, that beg for, yeah. um, you know, further discussion oh, yeah. and interrogation Absolutely. and just exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that concept of like your stomach being your second brain. And right. you talked about being a chief energy officer. So there's so many, like even if we oh, just yes. had a book of terms or right. something like that. Um, to, right. yes. We need joy strategist phrases. Yes. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> they're all so juicy. I also think, you know, that it's interesting, right, the concept of the book club, but why not a starting club club or the Empire of Me club? Because mm. let's look higher. So many people in business do a lot of practices that we don't all do. Why aren't we right. transparent how we're raising fun money for businesses or mm. tips on your own podcast or real estate deals or in-home gar- creating your own inner garden or expanding, you know, mm-hmm. like helping each other with our tools. Maybe each person teaches Something. I think we really need to get back to a grassroots and the Black Panther concept of creating things in the communities at grassroots level that expand us all. Absolutely. 
and on a higher level now, there's so much to learn, tech and things, and let's get all the kids to teach us all the things. And I have a TikTok. Someone can help me right. with that. Mm-hmm. You're right. I need somebody to help me with crypto. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. right. I have a list. It's all just... <laughs> Everything is everything is tutorial now, and we just got to go mm-hmm. seek those who know it. Because mm-hmm. if we try to figure it out ourselves, we're going to get lost and confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. All right. So we are going to honor your time and um, begin our closeout with um, a little play. A little play. <laughs> a little play. <laughs> and um, so this segment is called The Power Five. And so um, what we'll do is share five rapid fire questions and or phrases or words. And we'd like you to respond with the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So the first word is joy. The first thing that comes to my mind is just how amazing the world would feel if we all lived in joy. We'd have, I mean, just a different perspective, just a different energetic state greeting each other to play and having that be the expectation of our time together, removing social awkwardness with people just being free to say, Afua, will you play with me? I want to be your friend. I brought a toy over. You hurt my feelings. And just getting to what joy really means on all levels, being the embodiment of joy, which is really, to me, being your own self-lover. Absolutely. I love that. I love it. (laughs) Okay, the next one, whirlwind. Whirlwind. Whirlwind was my life up until a couple years ago. I felt like my day was about taking care of everyone and achieving, 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 and, you know, getting my endorphins are hit by, you know, being the best one and the first one and the least burdensome. And so now a whirlwind to me is pleasure, you know, putting myself in a situation where I give myself enough time to be in the things I enjoy and just feel that the imagination bringing passion and creativity through me and, dancing and singing and enjoying when it's raining outside and mood and energy. So using, rechanging that word and not having it be negative, but letting it be what magic really is, which is chaos. Mm-hmm. I say. Yes. All right. So my question is, who is your favorite revolutionary? Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> okay. So, so when I was, um, I don't remember how old it was, but I know it was, before high school, I was always used to go to this bookstore in Manhattan because I wasn't going to school in Manhattan at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was on 6th Avenue um, and like 11th Street. And it's a weird building because it's like in the center, but it has a gorgeous garden. And I learned it used to be a women's prison. And I learned that Asada Shakur was in that prison. Mm-hmm. And so I became obsessed with like reading all the periodicals about it and then reading her, her book. So I kind of just kind of I, I related to her. I, I felt her experience. I was in that building. So I, I can't say that she's a favorite because I feel like there's so many and I could keep going. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, I'm going to mess it up. In Haiti. Um, the time. Toussaint Louverture. Louverture. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> there's nothing sexier to me than people all working together to do something that's fucking cool and changes the world. Yes. Absolutely. And, to take down Napoleon and Come on. You have to their own resources and their spiritual dynamism to defeat, like, the biggest army. And, I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. whoa. Mm-hmm. But then, even on my fashion sense, and, like, I remember one time, what's his name, um, KP? I was in his office, and he was like, uh, you have your own weird style, but <laughs> I love it. I, I, appreciate, I see it. I don't even know the word to use, but I remember laughing. 
And then I remember thinking, like, where does my style of reference come from? And I remember being, you know, my parents are both teenagers, so I watched a lot of stuff before I was, I really was mature <laughs> to get it. And one of the movies I saw early was The Harder They, Ca- the Harder they Come. And mm-hmm. so Jimmy Cliff was just, like, a uh, badass. And mm-hmm. the, the whole movie was the first time I saw just, like, brown gangsters and then also music, which is my fucking favorite thing in the world. Right. Uh, and then, I mean, Angela Davis just, Blows my everything. Mm-hmm. I think Maya Angelou, though, is mm. what I base my everything in life on. Like, she's my everything. Right. I, I, even, I even listened to myself when I was writing the book. I made a playlist. I was, I was in different places traveling, working with clients. I was doing a lot of deep intimacy work during the pandemic, which was wild, and I can't wait to talk to you all about that. <laughs> um, and I learned a lot about us. But... Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I was I would get nervous, and so I put that poem that she does that, where she's like, um, you know, I'm just like who I am, and I, yeah. my, like, you know that, that mm-hmm. poem where yeah. she's wild, bearing in the tide, and you know, like, who am I not to be the embodiment of my ancestors, like, mm-hmm. biggest wish? So mm-hmm. I listen to that a lot, and then when I was getting on stage earlier to do a lot of the book promo, you know, I'm famously a behind-the-scenes person, it's Melody... Hobson hadn't said, you're just writing yourself out of history and not taking photos. I used to brag to you. I used to like, oh, every time I got promoted in the music industry, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need a photo. It's not about me. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yes, it is. So, so I bring her, I think of that, that thing where she says, every time I get on stage, I bring my ancestors all with mm-hmm. me and say, mm-hmm. this review, you're the outspoken one, you're the this one. Mm-hmm. So even before this show, like I tapped in and it took a few seconds while we were getting online to... Just ask them to use me as a vessel and tell them I was, I'm so grateful for their time. So I think as, as a day-to-day human, it's Maya, for sure, Maya Angelou, and Dr. Mm-hmm. Maya Angelou, and give her full, her full mm-hmm. credit. I like to say when women have PhDs and stuff, like giving mm-hmm. the credit, mm-hmm. really let yeah, them know. Because they work for the it. They work right, hard for how much it. work. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I could keep going. And then, I, you know, yeah. the first time I came for Thanksgiving, you all were like a a cartoon you were like the <laughs> the the anime ca- cartoon version of just like a fucking badass family military style who can take ass take take people down but with their it's like you all you all sit at a certain level of standard of life and you just it's not even judgmental but just everyone has to jump up and meet you there hmm. and to me that is the greatest activism and that's what i talk about in the book because you can't have outer systemic change without inner systemic change you can't even see as complicated as the world issues now. What are we fighting over? We're fighting over God of our understanding. Mm-hmm. But you can't fight over God of your understanding because God of your understanding is love. Hmm. And so to me, your family is activism because I've seen you, you love so deeply on such a, a profound agape level. You know, even partners of, of parents and spouses. And, and I feel like as, a, as brown people, you know, I feel on purpose we weren't taught that an empire is a marriage of sorts. It is a family. Mm-hmm. It is an understanding that everyone is a business together, and we've made a real a commitment to grow as a community. Yeah. And so your family, to me, on every level, <clears throat> even when doing writing the starting five, I thought about all of you. Like, it's, it's really the way you all work together. It's just, there's so much in there, and I really want to highlight you all, not because I'm trying to brown nose on this, on this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> The truth is, is that we are empires. If we start to treat ourselves like individual empires, understand that our collaborations through our heart connection is the only way to alter this planet. Mm-hmm. So you all, 
So I, I, maybe I'm sorry it's not one. It's just more of like my high five, my it's top ten. It's a community. Yeah, it's yeah. a community. Yes, we appreciate it. Yeah. A song. Yeah, that word community. So we got to take it back. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it has become a, a buzzword. Let's build community. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I could start it. So the the next phrase is um, a song, because I know you talk so much about music and the power of music in your Mm -hmm. life, a song that everyone should hear. You know, when I started, I I really, music is how I therapize and live, and I have a playlist, even when I'm feeling sad, I'll sit in the tub and I'll listen to this and answer back this playlist, and so I made, I had to really, when the book was hard, I was having peaks where the book felt hard to do, I made it its own reality and it had its own song wow. and it's a by heat wave star of the story even though the lyrics kind of really not really saying that but the messages hit me home that as much as we're in this me 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 like we live now backstage and virtual is where we go out like mm. to be online and gamify socials and gamify dating and gamify traveling and gamify gaming and, mm-hmm. and gamify groceries and we we live in game now like mm-hmm. we're in a game we're in a simulation whatever and that we go out, we put on these avatars now, even with our looks and our, yeah. our creations of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> I got lost in my hole. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, with your song. the song, yeah, the heat, heat wave. Yeah, so heat wave was the start of the story with me because really look at that. Like, how are you the star of your story? Like, do you really choose yourself first? Mm-hmm. You know, I used to be, well, I came home on my own. I would just throw on anything and eat whatever was in the fridge. But let a lover come over, and all of a sudden I'm cleaning and incensing and making yes. food. and mm-hmm. So I now treat myself that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I give that to myself, that energy, and create that feeling in my own reality. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. And the last question is your prayer for the next generation. Yes. Can we just go back to five? Can we stay there? And I think I'm noticing it. I had a little debate with Michaela a few weeks ago because you, know, you go in stores and stuff, and kids don't, no one's interested in performatively smiling at you or having small mm-hmm. talk. And, you know, I, that's actually my love language. I just walk around the streets, as you all know, like, hi, I love your thing. <laughs> I find people just light me up. I want to say something. But I do appreciate that they really are choosing their own hearts in a way. We, we can't see it at the older generation that way because we're, trained to be kind, even if it's fake, and not say things and, and say in our own head, to be polite, and, you know, whatever. But I appreciate that the Z's on down are really like, how do I feel? Mm-hmm. And so my wish for them is that we strip everything down to what matters. And I'm not anti-make money and live a black excellence, and I'm not anti that concept. But what I'm saying is, let's also treat our, teach our children the legacy of feeling good, mm-hmm. you know, of like, Prioritize. You go to other countries, they still have siestas in the middle of their day. Yes. Or they take a six-week vacation. It's mandatory because mm-hmm. they understand that you're not in your optimal. Remember when I took over a Creative Island Def Jam? I used I was bragging. I was yes. thinking you had a person who we won't say who they are. I love her so much. She's going to know who it is when she listens. She came into my office and said, don't worry, I never take vacation. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, then you can work here because I want people who take vacation, who prioritize themselves, who feel lit up, mm-hmm. who come in with new ideas, who feel fresh. Mm-hmm. who are cheating on me in my department by talking to other companies and mm-hmm. other artists and bringing back. Like, let's be, as like, let's inspire each other to be our best and be our right. most fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I want the next generation to just be. make sure that their calendars also have a, a time to walk in nature for 10 minutes, 
A vacation with my five friends is essential. That we demystify this concept that having other people in your life that turn you on is somehow an affair to your relationship, but making you full. I'm not saying cheating. I'm saying you have people that you can talk about something mm-hmm. that maybe his partner doesn't like to talk about. And mm-hmm. they just start to really be honest about that. You know, it yeah. scares me when you want to go spend time with a, a fua and you vacation because I think that means you don't love to be with me. Mm-hmm. I got there. Mm-hmm. It is so freeing. My heart had, I had to train my heart. It was very terrified because I was trained that I don't want to be a burden. I want people to love me and I don't want to say anything wrong or hurt anyone's feelings. But getting over that right. was the greatest gift of life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I hit you like you won't hit me for a few weeks. And I'm like, are you mad at me? <laughs> and I don't think how that looks because I'd rather have clean relationships right, and know what I'm under. I know you love me. I know. And if you know what? We should be choosing people that we feel safe enough to say those things to. Otherwise, they yeah. don't really know the true you and don't care to. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yes. Thank wow. you so much, Grace. Wow, really great. I could, I could talk to you forever. Yes. <laughs> I, we definitely have to but do you this all know again. I can talk to you all forever. Yeah. Yes. yes, we'll have to do we'll have to do a conversation mm-hmm. in person. Yes, that we do, yes. and then and then we have you know a deeper, yeah, a deeper than this conversation. Right. I mean, yeah, but I and mean, where it, we have like tools and like play. Yes, dates, you know? we do a play date with Grace. Okay, yes. so we're gonna we're gonna pencil yeah. that in. We're gonna do a play <laughs> date with Grace at some point. Yes, yes. so right. yes. Everybody listening, we will let you know when that's going to happen. Yes. And we invite you all to get The Joy Strategist. So, uh, Grace, tell everybody where they can get this book. I am so grateful to tell you you can get it wherever books are sold. Hmm. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore. I'm really, really a big lover of of mom and pops. And so they all have websites. They all can ship. You know, if you like a local store, you can really keep it alive by also using their online platforms. Um, you also can go listen to the audiobook. I really, I worked hard to uh, get out of my own way and record it. And then, you know, if you want to have a play date with me one-on-one, you can go to thejoystrategist.com or through Instagram at Grace Harry. All right. All right. Thank you for that. And I also wanted to just share with the listeners, on the back of the book, it says, First Things First. Joy is one of our most basic needs. Before you work for anyone else, every single day of your life, you need to tap into your own joy. Mm. All right. Yes. Yes. That deserves an applause. Thank you so well, much. Well, you know how much we love you. Yes. So proud thank of you. you. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. For can't coming. wait for the next. Right. All the things. The to next. Come. Joy. And the next. And the next. And the next. <laughs> yep. So looking forward to it. We love you, Grace. On our platform. Love you all. Yes. Take care. Talk to you soon. All right. Have fun. Yes. Thank you. You too. Live and enjoy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Grace is a force. Yes. A force, y'all. Yes. Yeah. Please pick up the book, you know. Or listen to it. Yeah, or listen to it. It was great listening. I started doing audiobooks this summer, and it changed my life. I was like, oh, I'm listening. Yeah, I've been doing that more more often. And then, but one of the strategies he said, I'm like that too. I'll have a book, and it will sit Mm -hmm. on the side of my bed for a good few months. Mm -hmm. And every now and then, I pick it up, flip through, and be like, ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how sometimes I read it, because sometimes I just can't get into it. Right mm-hmm. then it is. Right. Like, there's a book. I was like, the first probably 10 chapters, I was like, oh, no. 
I'm not, I can't read this book. Mm -hmm. But then later when I flipped through the, I was like, okay, I get the end yeah, it's of just, it. It takes know? time to get mm -hmm. through yeah. some of them mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. I listened to audio books more when, when I was younger okay. because Grandma Geneva yes. listened oh, to audio books. Yes, mm -hmm. So our maternal grandmother, Grandma Geneva, God rest her soul, mm -hmm. um, was blind. But she loved books. Oh, yes. And so I would sit and listen to audiobooks with, with her. her yes. And she liked um, all the detective, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. the mysteries. I and she'd always that. figure yeah. out who was what who before. Was what, yeah, before it was done. Yeah, yes. way before. Mm -hmm. That's that and brain work. So, yeah. I, and now I find myself reading. I mean, I always read books. Yes. Always yeah. read books. Always it loved to read books. For us to do that yes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like so, so, yes. Facts. Let us just share with you. We had to not only read books, but then we had to do reports exactly. on these books. Oral and written. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. And it, it wasn't not a school assignment. This was no, this was from our parents, parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. especially yeah. in the summertime. Right. We yeah. were on vacation, though. Right. You I think we do had some, two sets some of encyclopedias. Oh, yeah. Two yeah. sets, at mm -hmm. least two. two. We had one a children's blue. version. Yes. And, and then we blue. had, like, you know, the adult version. Yeah. And we used the to have to learn a word a day from the dictionary and what the definition was. Reminded me of when uh, we would come to mommy and, and use so-called small words. Yeah. Like, you need to expand your vocabulary. <laughs> or ask Why her, are you speaking like or that? Or if you ask her, what does that mean? She's like, look it, look up. it up. I tell I her to use your own now. brain. I remember she would and say that. Like, look it up. You yeah, have a brain, right? I said, no, use your brain. <laughs> I she would say, don't use mine. Exactly. <laughs> I tell the children now, and yes. it's easier for you. Yes. All you got to exactly. do is put it in your phone. Right. Free is just learning how to read, and I tell her that now. Right. <laughs> we had to go downstairs, get the Encyclopedia or Dictionary. You could just mm -hmm. pick up your phone, Google it, and then you and have don't think she's going to forget. She's going to come back and ask and you about yeah, five, right. ten minutes later. Exactly. Right. So what did you learn? <laughs> right. And you better learn something. So what is onomatopoeia? What is it? And how do you spell it? Right. What's the noun? What's Everything about it. Is it a noun, verb? What? Keep yes. going. Yes. So, you know, that's important, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so reading is fundamental. fundamental. And listening, you know, however, yes. whichever it is that, you know, yeah. makes you happy, whatever right. brings you joy, yeah. choose that one for yourself. Well, some people like to watch, you know, yes. movies mm -hmm. that turn into yeah. books yeah. that turn to movies, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. It's, However, it's a, it's if you're way. receiving the information, then, then you know, that's exactly. what it is. Yep. Whatever brings you joy, do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I do mm -hmm. want to say what one thing before we close out on joy. Yesterday was a I know this is going to air later, but yesterday <laughs> <laughs> during our birthday party extravaganza yesterday <laughs> at the skating ice skating party for uh, my niece free. I was walking down Asante was daughter. Yes, Asante was my blood. baby girl. Um, I was walking down, and I'm walking, and all I see on the skating rink, on the ice skates, is Kalfani pushing Musa, and the joy on Musa's face—he <laughs> had his ice skates up like he was doing a wheelie, while, while Kalfani was holding the brace, and Kalfani was just zooming, and it, like you could just see the joy mm. on both of their faces, like he yeah. was like and. Moose Play. Like, yes. There is yes. something about the wind on your face. Yes. There yes. is something about that yep. feeling. And I, just walked, yeah. and I was just smiling. I'm sure people probably was like, is she awesome? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm on that joy. Yes. You know what I'm That's what I'm on. <laughs> on I'm high off joy but right yeah, now. Like, it was just a joyful to even think. Like In my mind, I'm like, wow, Moose must be feeling really good. And Kafani must be feeling good. They're bonding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. how, like what they, 14 years apart, but. It was good to just watch that. So no, I love that you. Moment. 
I love that you said that, and it does play into what we were discussing with Grace too. Like you're yeah. you're not too old to play, right? Because mm-hmm. I, you know, when I said <laughs> Kafani's like, why are y'all making this about me? When I sent Kafani <laughs> the invitation for the ice skating party, uh-huh. you know, for for a six year old right. girl, and I was like, yeah, she she asked me to invite you. And he was like, I would love to come, uh-huh. and and even it it helped me even to mm-hmm. like recalibrate and say like, okay, well, there's really no such thing as like, yeah. oh, this is a kid's thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like no, or and I think we've thing. or a child thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kids are baby goats. We we and that was one of the things that Ifalani <laughs> would remind us of. Right. Um, I've been out in the world. Right. <laughs> these are these terms, but yes, children. But I think as a family, yeah. unspoken, we yeah. have always done that. Yes. So oh, it yeah. doesn't matter if the person is turning one or right. two mm-hmm. or whatever. It's or like 55. oh no, yeah, we we're all just gonna be there yeah. and celebrate, and yeah. there's no. Yeah. And, it, and definitely, again, to Grace's point, like, Free is five. You know, yeah. like, it's her last day of being five. Yeah. But she is five, and she said to me, like, oh, no, I want these people here. Yeah. And some of them were children, and some of them were adults. Yeah. Well, most of them yeah. were adults. Well, I had she's fun not watching. That, I wasn't yeah. skating. Yeah, she's not seeing that distinction. I had fun watching, especially Fumi. Yes. Our yes. niece Fumi Lyle, yes. she was... Fire. She, she stayed on the yeah. ice and, and so cried. courageous. And didn't want to get off. And so yeah. independent. Yes. I mean, she tried to fight me to take them ice skates. I said, <laughs> right. It's like, I want to. Because we have another birthday dinner to go to. <laughs> yes. said, but, but I just want to skate. Right. I said, well, you'll get to skate more often. Yeah. Right. She's like, so, I want this. And, and that, that was, was her, her first, first time. time. I know. It's something about the, the certain signs, seasons of children. Mm-hmm. But she did. She was mm-hmm. in the joy in her face. Yeah. Especially yeah. when Kafani was. First, Kafani was pushing. She was like, okay. But then we mm-hmm. let her go and do it herself. Mm-hmm. She was like, I got this. Mm-hmm. And she was doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, it was a joyful it was a joyful moment just to watch mm-hmm. all of them experience the ice skating in their own way. Yeah. You know? Some of them was just out there doing it. Some took their time. Mm-hmm. You know, free. And she, she said, I didn't do good. I said, yes, you did. You yeah, did great. Give me five. Fine. I said, you went out there and did it. And yeah. I tell her all the time, as long as you are <coughs> honoring yourself, because I think, you know, and yeah. even as a mother, and I know as mothers, we all can do that sometimes where, you know, our child might do something right. and then you might be a little, you wanted it to go a different way. Right. But I, I'm always trying to check myself when I find myself yeah. doing that. Like, hey, come on, let's do it. Yeah. And she's clearly like, no. Right. And so then I turn into I turn that into congratulating her yes. and for honoring yeah. her own feelings yeah. and her own wants and right. desires. Because, yeah, it's not joyful for me to right. do this because everybody else wants me to do right. it. You know, I right. want to sit here. To, yeah. Right. Other yeah. people mm-hmm. get to decide that they mm-hmm. want to watch. Right. And so let me do that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I tried it. And I wasn't, wasn't really thing. enjoying yeah. it, you know, yeah. and I'm going to sit here and I'm cool. You're right. Yeah. And have my hot chocolate and a vegan yeah. donut. Right. <laughs> and that's and enjoy it. my birthday boy. Yes. Yep. So. so, yes, we are so thankful for each other. We're thankful mm. for our guest, Grace Harry, the Joy yes. Strategist. And we are thankful for you, our listeners. Yes. yes. And we appreciate you and we hope that we are inspiring joy. Mm-hmm. In each for and you. every one of Yes. Yes. And knowing that you all are listening gives us joy as well. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. To know that we have an audience, a listening audience. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all you. right. Until the next time. Peace. Peace. You have been listening to the Seeds of Revolution, Daughters of the Whirlwind podcast. Listen to us at blackpowermedia.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us at Seeds of Revolution, that's Seeds with a Z, and Daughters of the Whirlwind on all platforms. Be blessed.